Doing the Wakefield over here. Guys, we're doing the Wakefield. Can we, can we please practice doing the Wakefield dance from Saturday night, please? Stop fucking around, lads. Seriously. Can we please do the Macarena, lads? Can we please do the Macarena? Please. I don't like group dances. I don't like group dances because guess what? If you can't dance, you shouldn't be able to hide it in a group dance. You need to be signaled out, singled out with a signal, a bat signal shown on you of a shit dancer. A signal of a, someone doing, of a lane from Seinfeld doing that as the bat signal should be put on you. What am I talking about? How are you doing? You well? Back in my day, right, we didn't have your TikTok dances. We had Wigfield and Macarena and that was it. And if you, cut, you couldn't do half of those, you know, you were, what am I talking about? You don't even know what I'm talking about. And that's that's very, you know, that's important that you should know. That you should under, If I'm doing references, you should get them. Ah, how are you, though? You well? My young fella loves the Venga Boys. And he says he's trying to, he still hasn't quite figured out how to speak to Siri or Google yet. But we do all the time. So he says, hey, Siri, play Venga Boys. The Benga Bus, right? Actually, no, he says specifically, play the Benga Bus by the Benga Boys, right? And he gets excited at the start of it, you know. Dun, 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 dun. We like to party. And he hears the bus going, Ehh. but then when it actually gets into the dance beat, you know, dun, 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 dun. he doesn't really like that. And he's like, play the play the bus, play the because he thinks things with buses are like for him, for kids. But um, the Benga Bus is not for kids. <laughs> I, you know, I'd say there's mad shit happening down the back of that fucking bus, right? Anyway, how are you? No, what am I talking about? Um, the real here, along with uh, the wee man being dead, right? Actually, no, this is a bit transphobic, I suppose. No, the rumor was that uh, you know why they're called the Benga Boys, uh, because they were all born as boys, you know. But I don't know. If, I don't. That isn't true, and. They are women. So, so I don't know why, why you bring it up. I don't know. I don't know. You know, you have something that someone told you when you were like 11 and you're like, mm, I'm going to sit on that until I'm 34 and say it out loud. <laughs> I'm going to sit on that for a while. Um, so, look, that's great. They aren't trans women. Are they trans women? Oh, God. Sorry. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I should A. I'm talking about that shit for. You know what I mean? Something I don't know anything about. But listen, um, he loves the Benga Boys. He loves part of the Benga Boys. He loves the, the horn from the Benga Bus. Not a big fan of Boom, 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 which is unfortunate because that's a banger. Um, does like We're Going to Ibiza because I have, fa I sing We're Going to Ibiza at him a lot and I change the location. So we were going to Ikea. And I was like, oh, we're going to Ikea. Diddle, 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 oh, and we're going to get meatballs. And he loves that shit, you know? So if we're going to my Maz, we're like, oh, we're going to Nona's. He calls her Nona. Diddle, 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 oh, and we're going to see Harvey, her dog, you know? And he loves that shit. So... I'm a, I have a particular set of skills in manipulating my son. One is turning it into a song. Another thing I do to manipulate my son is I speak to him through a puppet. <laughs> I have this little red panda puppet that um, that the great Kathy Burke 
got Sonny for his birthday. So I speak to him uh, through this puppet sometimes when he doesn't want to do something. Like when he doesn't want to put on his sleep sack to get into bed, right? I'll put this puppet on, right? And he, like, he speaks to the puppet, but then he'll look over to me and see my mouth moving, but he doesn't seem to give a fuck. I think he, I think he thinks, right, the puppet's now in charge of my dad now. That now my dad speaks as the puppet. He has taken charge, you know? Like, I put the puppet on, and all of a sudden my eyes just roll back, and I'm like, <laughs> you know? And I'm no longer speaking for myself. Like that bit in um, Independence Day where Data gets all the tentacles wrapped around him and he's pressed against the glass and he's like, release me, release me. And it's the alien speaking as him. So I pop the puppet on and, you know, and suddenly be freaking out, being like, I don't want to put on my sleep sack. And he'd be like, no. And he'd be like, no. And I'm like, no, Sonny, you have to put on the sleep sack. And then I put, then I pop the puppet on and be like, Sonny, will you put the sleep sack on? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like straight away, like as if I'm not even in the room. Not even like as if he's he's not even trying to save face to be like, I, that's a very, you know, yeah, okay, Panda, you know, I will. He's like straight away, yeah. <laughs> completely forgot what I was talking about, you know. This is a completely, I'm in a completely different room now because the panda's here. My dad's no longer here, you know. And he gives the panda a hug and I put the sleep sack on him. I don't know how long this is going to last, but I think I can get it to last until he's 26, you know. You don't want to move to New Zealand, do you? You wouldn't want to leave Mammy and Daddy. You know, that kind of power. I've said this before in the pod, right? But all these videos of these kids coming back, right? Young hot kids. Big buff fucking 18-year-olds coming back, right? I don't know why that's important. Big buff 18-year-olds or 20-year-olds coming back. And they're like, I, you know, I've surprised my mum. I haven't been back in five years, back from New Zealand. And I'm like... And then... And then to have the fucking gumption to be gone for five years, right? And then have the fucking gall to not even tell your mom so she can prepare and get ready and look forward to something. Nobody likes surprises and everyone likes looking forward to things. That's where we live is the good shit, right? Is, is, the, is the looking forward to something and having it never match up to it. We're just excited. No, Niall's going to be back in a couple of months now. So I'm very excited about that. I'm going to get my hair done. I'm going to be... You're denying your mother that. And then the fact that you've been away, away for five years. You couldn't even come back once. I don't know what your money situation is like, right? Maybe that's it. It's very expensive. But whatever. But then to have the... And then the surprise. And then to make it about you. To make it about you. Recording that video. So you got some fucking clout at how much of a legend you are, right? You should have never gone to New Zealand in the first place. And if you had, just let your mom look forward to it. Mom, I'm going to be coming back next March. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And I'll look forward to all that. And between now and March, I'm going to be happy. Because I'm looking forward to that. I got something to look forward to, right? So you made it all about you. People. Anyway. <laughs> so my son's never doing that. I'll have the puppet there. Will you come home? Hey! Get him on FaceTime. Hey, it's two o'clock in the morning. Are you going to come home? Yeah, yeah, will you? I'll be home in a minute. I'll be home right now. You know? If it works now, it'll work then. You know? Are you sure you want to marry her? I don't know. She just doesn't seem to gel very well with your family. Yeah, okay. I'll call the whole thing off. I'll call the whole thing off. That's no brother. Yeah. You know? Be very exciting. No, it's exciting. Um, No. Not manip- but it'd be cool if this power remains for how long? But these things, you know, they get wise. They get wise to you. Anyway, what was I talking about? Hello, hello. Is not the mo- is not the the most 
sphincter-inducing kind of inflection. Hello, Tony. That someone saying my name like that takes me straight back to not paying attention in economics or geography, probably geography, and having a fucking mouthful of burger bites, looking like a meme of a squirrel with the amount of burger bites in my mouth. <laughs> and they'd be like, Tony! And I'm like, <clears throat> like I wasn't paying attention. And it brings me straight back. But you know what? Sore, sore, with the greatest respect, I guess what you were saying wasn't interesting enough. I guess those Oxbow Lakes are fucking Oxbow shite because I don't fucking care. <laughs> I'm eating my burger bites right now. And if you were sexier, no, lads, I'm going to say it. If you was sexier, I might be paying attention. Why don't you pop that ass up when you pick up the... I'm doing the what voice I'm doing now. Why don't you pop that ass up when you pick up the whiteboard marker? Make it a bit exciting for us boys. Huh, sore? But you're boring. That's why I'm not, I'm not paying attention, because you're boring. And I'm sorry if me drifting off makes you feel insecure, but maybe get better. Maybe get better. Maybe, you know... Show us the film Prometheus and be like, do you see this? This was shot in Finland because it looks like, or in Iceland, because of all the volcanic rock, this is what the earliest Pangea would have looked like, you know? You got your igneous, you have your basalt, you have your sedimentaries, you know? Hey. <laughs> I hate that inflection but sir if you could just make it a bit sexier for me you know and actually do you know what as well sir how dare you man you clown how dare you make me hate my own name maybe other people had a good school experience where when they heard their name it was like oh what do I get now treaty 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 do I get another A++ in parentheses I love you written on your English paper English paper whatever you didn't do before you in high school your essay Right? I love you. Meet me in the locker room after class. Maybe some people had that lucky kind of, you know, uh, schooling. But not me. Whenever someone said my name, it was normally because I wasn't paying attention and I had a mouthful of burger bites. I did eventually, little pro tip for you here. Um, I, like you, was eating my burger bites, my Sam Spuds, my meanies, my Banshee Bones. Um, in class, you know, because the cornerstone of every nutritious breakfast for a young young boy growing up on the north side was uh, a couple of tangies, uh, a couple of uh, meanies as the carb, tangies, of course, as the protein, and uh, a cadet cola. <laughs> but they're all carbs. It's all carbs, right? Because I know all about that now because I'm a gym bro. Um but I'd be eating my meanies and my burger bites. And I've given this tip before, but I'll say, I'll bear, bears repeating if you're watching this on YouTube, right? Don't be, don't be a little rustly nonce, right? Rustling in the bushes, right? That's how to remember that's bad. The sound of rustling means that you're a little pervert, right? What you do is you put all of the meanies and the burger bites or whatever you're having in a cloth bag. In a cloth bag, did I stammer, right? So if you have like a little tote, I used to sell totes. Maybe I'll sell some more. Maybe I'll sell my totes exclusively as little primary and secondary school feeding bags for snacks, right? Put a cloth bag. You're not going, blah, 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 little nonce, little nonce, little pedo, right? You're putting it in the cloth bag and all you have to do is mask the crunch, which you can do if you crunch slowly. 
with your mouth closed and your tongue pressed against your teeth. I know all the skills. But look, how are you? Uh, how's... Here's an interesting uh, dinner party conversation, right? If you could gunge any politician, living or dead, and they'd be gunged live at the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards, who would it be? Right, and I'll go first just to get the ball rolling. Mine would be Hitler. Mine would be Adolf Hitler, after what he did. And actually, John, I think gunge. I think you're, you're letting him off very fucking light with a gunge, after what he did. It's awful to think about everything he did. You know, now you go. Bertie Ahern, yeah, I suppose that's good. Um, so I'm just thinking about the awful atrocities that Hitler did. Oh, I don't even want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> you know, it's a really good conversation star. What am I fucking shitting on about? Right, I'm going to move on. Do you know what? Now, let this be an example to you, right? If you're worried about doing anything more public, right? Like you want to set up a TikTok about spiders. You know a lot of spider facts and you have a nice way of making videos look with spider facts. Right. Or you're thinking, I want to start a true crime podcast, an Irish true crime podcast. I want to set up one, uh, a Instagram page that highlights Irish comic book artists, whatever it is. Right. And you're thinking, oh, but it'll be a bit more public than I'm normally used to. I set up this camera to tell you this fucking Hitler joke. (laughs) I set up a camera and a microphone to get that out. Right. And why did I have to get that out? Because it's Monday and there's a podcast due tomorrow. That's, you know. There's no reason for it, but I did it. So you should do it too, if you want. If you want. Well, I actually didn't set anything up. I tell you, set it up. Julie here at the phenomenal uh, podcast studios. The podcast studios here at McGinnis Place. The fine candy stripe walls. It's like Wonka's factory in here. The snozberries taste like snozberries, and all your dreams can come true here at the podcast studios in McGinnis Place, uh, just off Pier Street in Dublin. I highly recommend. Check them out. Competitive rates. And this podcast is also sponsored by the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. The DLD.com is where you can go to find the finest tipple of whiskey. And you know what I love about the Dubliner? I've said it time and time again, but it isn't just like taking a born old whiskey. It's not putting a big monocle on it. It's not telling you, hey, it tastes like fire and you should just drink it anyway. It's a tasty, accessible whiskey. And, and they age it in different casks, sometimes a bourbon cask. Sometimes they age it in uh, smoked stout barrels and give that a taste when they're partnering up with Rascal's Brewing Company. They have a smoked stout whiskey, which is really tasty. They also have an old-fashioned one where, uh, not an old-fashioned whiskey, it's a whiskey that would normally be used, a bourbon would normally be used for an old-fashioned, but this is Irish whiskey imbued with all the spices of an old-fashioned and it tastes really nice and I like it and I've drank it. They also have uh, the Red Label Dubliner, which is a honeycomb liqueur, which is a very tasty one. A nice digestive or aperitif, whatever you want. Begin or end your meal with a lovely tipple of the Dubliner Irish Whiskey, the DLD.com or at the Dubliner Whiskey on the social, on Instagram. Anyway, what are we talking about today? Today, I'm going to talk to you about a conspiracy that landed on my table. Okay. In a little brown envelope, thanks to Ben Clifford, associate producer to the stars. Uh, This pod. He's the associate producer and researcher for this pop. And he sent me this very interesting uh, conspiracy uh, called the Hibernian Conspiracy. Have you heard about it? Are you asking questions yet? Um, That basically um, posits that the Irish are in control of everything. Mm -hmm. If they're in control of everything, why don't we win a fucking Eurovision then? Why aren't we getting into the Eurovision then? Why are we always bottoming out of the Eurovision? That's not the conspiracy's fault. That's RTE's fault. Not your fault. Not your fault. 
And none of these performers' fault. It solely begins and ends with radio telefiche Aaron. Um, but anyway, look, we're going to talk about this. And listen, this is not a... Sm- I am... Jenny, I am not a smart man. I'm not a dumb man, but I'm not a sort of person that reads like books and all. And um, I know there is a phenomenal book about uh, Irish immigration called How the Irish Became White that kind of delves a bit more into how coming into Ellis Island, I think this is what it's about, that you had Africans and you had Italians and you had Irish and they were all kind of set up in the slums, Jewish um, uh, immigrants. And they were all kind of set up in the slums and all kind of viewed in the same way of just, they are immigrants, right? And how the Irish were able to kind of move up the ranks in politics, in policing, and kind of did enact their own form of imperialism uh, on the States. We're not getting into that because that sounds like a really good book. And maybe when I actually read it, I can give you my synopsis on it. No, this is basically a picture <laughs> from the Imgur website that basically highlights um, all the coincidences of how powerful the most powerful people in the world are and their connection to their Irish heritage. So that's what we're going to talk about here. Sorry, I'm after dropping the camera. <laughs> it turned off. But it's fine. Everything's back. We're back. We're back. We're recording now. Um so I'm going to tell you a little bit about this Hibernian conspiracy. <laughs> the leprechaun through. Um, there is a belief by one person on imgur.com, uncredited. I don't have the source of this, which is exactly what you want for your information. Let me tell you something. I've said this many times. If you're thinking about getting into conspiracy theories, you have to read both. Mm, and that's boring. Otherwise, what you can do is just say, I heard something mad online that's not true. And then you can tell the weird conspiracy theory. Just say, I haven't read the actual quote-unquote truth, so what I'm saying is contrary to something that I don't know about. But isn't this mad, did this thing? Um, so that with this, right? The Hibernian conspiracy. Is there a reason we can't be called Hibernians anymore? Is that a kind of an English thing or, um, or a Roman thing? Because I think it sounds pretty cool, actually. A Hibernian warrior. A Hibernian man was found dead. Um... And actually, when you Google Hibernia, the first thing that comes up is, what is Hibernia now called? (laughs) Who doesn't know Ireland and knows Hibernia? Is there a Roman who's just been like, "Um, Hibernia, where where would you find that now? Where could I find Hibernia these days? I was, you know what I mean? I'm a fellow present-based man. Um, Anyway, what the Hibernian conspiracy posits, I love that word, is that the... Don't mind the Jews. It's about the Irish that are running everything. Um, everything. Everything. The Hibernian conspiracy posits that the Irish... It's a big leap, this one, right? That the the, the immigra- emigrating Irish, the immigrating Irish to the States, um, were pagans, horrible, druidic, blood-child-sacrificing pagans, as the Irish did. Um, stemming back to the early, you know, stemming back to what the, the you know, the Romans thought of them. These Celts, this Celtic spirit has lived forever in Ireland. And those potato farmers who couldn't afford to eat and had to go somewhere for sustenance and move to the States somehow then set up a cabal, you know. Um, what this is missing is, a, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to talk shit about it. We'll, we'll just go into it, okay? The Hibernian conspiracy, it starts with, they tell you all it's the Jew, but have you heard of the Hibernian conspiracy, says this man? Uh, and it starts with a picture of all of the Irish tea socks, 
presenting uh, the, the, probably the worst gift in the history of gifts, um, the, the shamrocks, the clovers to um, each president. You have Bertie Hearn giving it to Bush. You have giving it to Bush. Oh, my God. What am I watching? 70s porno. Um, you have um, Enda Kenny giving it to Obama. Oh, my God. What am I looking at? Uh, porn? <laughs> and you have John Bruton giving it to Clinton, which I'm sure happened even behind closed doors. Can I see your asshole? Mr. Bruton, can I please see your bottom? Um, so every <laughs> Paddy's Day, they give uh, a big cl- big bouquet of just just the, the most midgy-attracting uh, clovers, right? And they give it to the presidents. Um, so Clinton actually looks, and I'll even put a picture up here, he kind of looks like he wants to fuck it. Um, he's like, I wish I could go down on this plant. Oh, it just hurts me that this plant is not a fan. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Again, I set this camera up for this shite. Anyway, Bill Clinton signed my CD. As you know, Bill Clinton's an old friend of mine. Uh, I met him in Easton's. I queued up in the Easton's on O'Connell Street overnight with my friends because we were like, wouldn't that be fucking, wouldn't that be like so random, so mad if we stayed out overnight? Like, so Joe, my mate Joe, who's, you know, um, young, he was at the time wanted to be a Taoiseach. He wanted to be a politician. Um, it was his dream, and he loved Bill Clinton. And so, it, and it, it kind—I don't know how it became kind of like they'd be fucking mad if we did that. And I'm like, yeah, we'll be mad. Like he actually read the book. He read Bill Clinton's autobiography. We were like 15. Um. Anyway, he got an audio. He got the book. My mate Dan got a book and an audio book, so he could listen to it as well, right? And then I didn't have that for him to sign. So we were queuing up. And then all of a sudden, the Secret Service were like, you need to hold out your book with your left hand and open to the pay- front page with your right hand. Like, very specific. Otherwise, they were going to freak. Also, while we were in the queue overnight, by the way, and I've said this before in a pod, a woman came over to me. She was from Northern Ireland, Curly Whirly. And she says, hey, listen, I cannot thank Bill Clinton enough for what he's done during the Troubles. Could you give him this note? Could you give him this note and tell him how important it was to my family? And I said, I will give it to you. And then I didn't. I didn't give it but also, like, why don't you fucking queue, queue up? I'm doing this because it's a larf and it's random. If you actually, if actually, if the what he did for the Good Friday Agreement, if that actually matters to you, then you should be here. I can't. I have to go to Supermax. Like, no, I have to go to Supermax. No, I can't do that. Anyway, so I ended up fucking it in the Liffey. The reason being is I thought if I thought I put it in the bin, this is what I thought. If I put it in the bin, there's no way Bill's going to find him. If I put it in the Liffey, somehow, some way, it might find him. Ah, chance. Anyway, um, and I, I met Bill Clinton and I had to hold out my audiobook and he wasn't signing anyone else's audiobook. He was only signing the books. Even Secret Service was like, no, it, it's, not a, it's not a book. He can't sign anything that's not a book. And then Bill Clinton was like, that's all right, little buddy, I'll sign it. Where do you want me to sign it? Do you want me to sign it here? And I was like, eh, hey, um, I couldn't say anything. Because he was, he was put me under a weird hypnotic gaze. He was like, ah, the snake, undressing me with his eyes, I think. And I couldn't, more I was starstruck. Um, and he's like, can I sign it here? And I was like, eh, any, anywhere, anywhere. And he's like, all right, little buddy, I hope you enjoy it. And gave it to me and I walked away. And then we went to Cork. It was a great day. We, went to, we got the coach down to Cork. Anyway, um, Bill Clinton's a good personal friend of mine. And uh, it's a shit gift. But it is mad that every Paddy's Day, uh, the Irish T-Sock, T-Shock, has the ear of the leader of America, the leader of one of the grandest and biggest armies and economies um, in the world. Maybe the biggest. I think it is the biggest. Whatever. I don't know about that sort of stuff. But it's mad that they can be like, 
you know, um, Michal Martin, you heard on Radio 1, Michal Martin is meeting the president today. He hopes to bring up uh, the soft border uh, Brexit and all, you know. He's literally going there with a weed, with a fucking pot that you want, you want to put in the bin. You look at it and you want to put it in the bin. And he's like, if you want this, you're going to have to give us that soft border, you know. And Biden's like, all right, you know. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. Can I smoke this? You know, he doesn't know anything about it because he's, 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 he's not great, Biden. Anyway, it's it's mad just how, and um, I mean, you wouldn't have, maybe you do, I don't know about this, but you wouldn't have, you know, the president of fucking Luxembourg going over there being like, hey, here's a, here's a fucking, I don't know, chocolate or whatever. I don't know what they do in Luxembourg. But it is mad how small our country is. And every single year we have an ear with the president. Just think about that. Also, 20 of the 46 presidents have had Irish blood, including Obama, Bush, the other Bush, Clinton, Ronald Reagan, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, Nixon, Jimmy Carter, Kennedy, Woodrow Wilson. Uh, any other good ones there? Uh, Grover Cleveland, Abraham Lincoln, Andrew Jackson, uh, Ulysses, Ulysses S. Grant, right? All paddies, right? In a bit, in a you know, or they were, you know. Then they then they grow a bit, grew a bit confident. See, this is the thing. As soon as you go to America and you become an American Irish, you're American. You're already talking at a volume that would hurt Irish ears. Okay, you're already coming up here with a level of confidence that, to be perfectly honest, belongs to a Protestant with the greatest respect. Okay. Like, hey, first we're going to go see uh, college football, and then we're going to go to uh, Thunder Road Cafe. It's exactly like the kind of cafes we have at home. We're going to go to the Hard Rock Cafe because it's exactly like the normal cafes we have at home in America, you know? That's kind of what they, you know. But that's 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 very big. Sorry, got an email there. People are getting very big for boots. That's not some. That's not how Irish people, you know. Hey, we're Irish, Irish pride. Being like, ooh, well, we kind of have like a meek kind of Irish pride. We're kind of a bit, ooh. You know what I mean? So that's, I don't know. Anyway, moving on. So this says here, it was the Irish immigrants who first assaulted white America with their core values, bringing with them a culture that they had, com- uh, that many commented was still pagan. These little fucking crucifix rubbing, rosary bead telling spud eaters are having a go at the Anglo-Saxon purity, it says here. I mean, that'd be great, but it's not true. You know, some meek little farmer who couldn't get his crop and was emaciated and got on a boat is not a cool druid. I'm sorry. Unless, unless we've been told an, an incorrect truth, an inconvenient truth. Um, at first, the Americans resisted, and then finally the Irish forced their way into business, finance, politics, and media, and used it to spread their hibernical influence. You know? But what Robert Knox, an anatomist, described, he said that there was a Celtic character, and these were the attributes of a Celtic character. He wrote this in 1850. He said, furious fanaticism. <laughs> okay, I think, oh, lay, oh, lay, oh, lay, oh, lay. Do you know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see people, uh, an Irish person, get really good at that cup stacking game. You know where to go? So that we could all go to that tournament and be like, yes! Like all fucking 200,000 of us, you know? We're not here to take part. We're here to take over. Over. My mate Carlos said it really funny. He was like, we're not here to take part. We're here to take Homer. I think it's really funny. Um, Conor McGregor quote for you there. Um, so yeah, furious fanaticism, we have it. A love of war and disorder, it says here. A hatred of order and uh, and patient industry. I get that. No one likes queuing, you know? Although a hatred of order and patient industry, right? And also it says no accumulative habits, restless, treacherous, and uncertain. Right, on that. 
I was I wanted to get new prescription sunglasses, so I went into a an opticians, right? And I don't like going to opticians. I like doing everything my own way. As you know, what I normally do is I buy glasses or whatever off ASOS or TK Maxx or something like that, a nice frame, or if I find it in a vintage fair, and then I will get them reglazed online through a website called Ciliary Blue. That's in the UK, and there's also Lens Build here. In, uh, in in Ireland, they're a sister company of uh, Amber Eyewear who do those blue-like glasses, right? So I'll hit them up. I didn't think I'd have the time. I thought I'd have to go in into, in person, right? So I went into this big-name opticians, right? And they said, we need to see your latest prescription. And I was like, that's my prescription. And they're like, when is that from? And I pulled it out of my arse. I said, last year, right? It's a lie. It's a prescription that's about five years old. They said, we need a prescription that's within the last three years signed by an optician to give you glass. So I would have to fucking total line and get my eyes tested again. I don't want a different prescription. I like my prescription. I don't want you getting a, a, a stronger glass that deteriorates my eye in the long term. That's what happened originally. I started putting on glasses to look cool, to look like your man from the New Radicals. I had a book of hat and everything, right? And then all of a sudden my eyes started getting worse. Okay. Or am I thinking of Weas? No, New Radicals, they both had the same look. No, I am thinking of Weedus. New Radicals, they didn't wear glasses, right? I'm thinking of Weedus, teenage dirtbag. I wanted to look like that fucking geek, right? So I started wearing glasses all the time, even though I only needed them to look at the, the board and for, for TV, right? And then my eyes have deteriorated over time. Okay, so I don't want any new prescription. I, li I like my prescription. I see exactly everything I need to see. If there's other stuff I need to see that I'm missing out on, I don't want to see it. I actually sometimes prefer to clean, for example, with my glasses off because everything looks cleaner and I feel like I get the job done a lot quicker. I hoover with my glasses off because then I was like, oh, that looks great, right? So I don't want my eyesight getting any better. I really believe this and I don't want my eyesight getting any better. So this fucking person was all like, we need a prescription. And I'm like, I don't have a signed prescription and they're like well they should be able to send you one and I'm like I don't want to do that <laughs> and they're like well you have to do that that's the law and I was like well okay then I'm up and I and rather than go down you see you got to know the things you can win the ones you can't win right but the, I don't know if this is an Irish attribute but if you're saying that this is what a Celtic warrior might do I'll take that you know but I was like I guess I'm not getting my glasses here and I left but can I just say how fucking stupid that law is not only are you fucking muppets telling me that I can't smoke the sweet, sweet herb of truth, right? In my own in the in my own home, just to look at fucking monkey documentaries on my own. That's illegal, right? That's illegal to put that in my body. You've said that, right? It's also illegal for me to get the same glasses again. Are you joking me, fam? Are you not embarrassed saying that to me, another human being? An adult, to another adult. That's embarrassing you having to say that to me, right? I just want the exact same. If I broke my glasses, are you telling me I would have to get a different prescription? I'd have to have some optician leaning in who obviously wants to fucking kiss me because his mouth's so fucking close to me. Number one or number two? Number one or number two? You know? Want to fucking make sweet love to me, right? That's the only reason they get into the optician game because they're too much of a fucking frigid to actually fall through with a kiss that they just love being that close to your mouth, right? They're all a bunch of fucking frigid opticians, right? And then I have to get one signed by a frigid so that I can get the same glasses again. So I said, Zero, I'm going to do this illegally. I'm going to do this illegally through my sources. All right. So if that makes me a Celtic warrior, then I guess Robert Knox, anatomist in 1850, I am a Celtic warrior. <laughs> anyway, it goes on here. The Hibernian media control, it says, look, if you look at some of the people in um, 
in film and TV and documentary, Walt Disney, John Ford, Alfred Hitchcock, John Huston, Michael Moore, all Irishish. Michael Moore's such a fucking patty head on him. I didn't even realize it. You realize it. You see it and you're like, oh, you know? You have like a raised in America, so they grew really big, but they still have that big fucking patty head on them, you know? Um, you've got Sean Hannity here. You've got uh, fucking Conan O'Brien, Saoirse Ronan, Anne Hathaway, Zac Efron, Jennifer Aniston, Stephen Colbert, Amanda Bynes. Wake up, sheeple. Macaulay Culkin, Robert Downey Jr., okay, Ronald Reagan, Bill O'Reilly. They're all patties, right? But that is still mad. Imagine everyone was from, from Luxembourg. It's so common, though. But they're all Irish. I mean, I know loads went over there. You know? But it is mad, isn't it? Like, imagine they were like, the main guy was like a born Luxembourg. Imagine, I just think Luxembourg's a good, a good example. Moving on. Um, this We're getting into the Federal Reserve type shit here. And this is where I really hit the eject button of my life. And I can't pay attention, okay? Um... Joseph W. McIntosh was the comptroller of currency. I'm trying to pay attention. He introduced the so-called McFadden Act, designed to bring the banks under control and bring ISIS within fist range. Brian McFadden Act. I, Taoiseach Brian McFadden, am enacting a terrorist act so that ISIS can no longer, it will be illegal for them to fight with, with bombs and they must fight with fists. Me, personally. For all, for all the, the kids. For all the marvels. Um, yeah, this Klim brought in the McFadden Act. I don't even know what that is. I'll need to read more about that. But basically what it's saying is you've got a lot of people who are in charge of the Federal Reserve and they're Irish, right? James Francis Thaddeus O'Connor. Hmm. Proddy, proddy, proddy. Was United States federal judge. He was appointed the Comptroller of Currency by Roosevelt in 1933 during the worst financial crisis. William McChesney Martin, this is a lad to read about because he was the longest serving chairman of the Federal Reserve Bank from 1951 to 1970 under five presidents. And he was meant to bring the Fed in line with the national policy. I don't know what that means, but I said it like I understand. But instead, he guarded the Fed's power, held over it so that no administration could change it across four administrations, right? For, from Truman off to another president. <laughs> um, and then he also became insanely rich and his family was obscenely rich. Then you got Thomas Baird McCabe, uh, who was the Federal Reserve Chairman from 1948-1951. Edward W. Kelly was a governor for the Federal Reserve and he was instrumental in preparing the Federal Reserve for Y2K. Remember when the computers were like, uh, I, can't add, I can't actually add one, so uh, I'm going to blow up. I can't actually add one, so I'm going to blow up. So is that all right, sir? So um, it goes 99, and then I'm going to go zero. Is that all right, sir? Or will I just blow up? Um, suspiciously, these preparations proved very useful in keeping the same systems running after the 2001 terrorist attack. I don't fully understand what that sentence means. But he brought up 9-11, and I think he did it. Um, next up here. Here's a quote from Julius Caesar, right? The whole Celtic race is addicted to ritual, uh, religious ritual. Consequently, those suffering from serious maladies are subject to the perils of battle. They sacrifice human victims. Some weave huge figures in wicker and fill their limbs with humans, and then they burn them to death when the figure is set afire. They suppose that the gods prefer this execution to be applied to thieves, robbers, and other malefactors taken in the act, but in default, they just resort to the execution of the innocent. Nice. I see. I, I'll go full ole, ole, ole over Atten. That does sound pretty bad, but I'll just, you know. Also, 
you're just making that up, bro. You know what I mean? You have the Celts at the gates. They're coming for you. They're co- they're climbing in your windows. They're taking your kids, right? And so he's obviously not going to be like, yeah, they're all right. You know our, our enemies over there? Yeah, they're, they're sound. So he's instead saying, yeah, I'm pretty sure they they weave people into like men made of trees. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like a big wicker man. I wouldn't want to put anyone in it, like Nick Cage or anything like that, or Christopher Reeve. Was he the goodie or the baddie in it? Anyway, I wouldn't want to be putting anyone in a wicker man, but I mean, I think we should eat, like, eat things that look like men. I, like, I think we should, bur- I love the idea of things being like a man sized thing that's shaped like a man that you burn is cool, right? A dummy that you can train and beat up. You know those dummies that look like men? I think that's cool. A big cake that looks exactly like a man that we eat would love that, right? A big kind of meat man made of meats, you know, made like a like a turkey leg and a big thigh or whatever like that. And I would love that. I'd love to eat him. So I like this whole idea. I wouldn't want really to put anyone in there. I wouldn't want anyone dying. But I like the idea of taking the symbol of a man or a woman or they and eating it. And, I, and if that makes me a druid, a Celtic warrior, then so be it. <laughs> I set up a camera to talk this shit. Well, I didn't. Julie did. All right, the protocols of the Druidic elders of Hibernia. What does that even mean? It means that every year the most powerful men in the country, this is the States, meet in the Grove Club. Oh, that sounds lovely. What do they do, golf? No, guess again. They burn a big Celtic owl god and they put a kid in it. That's not great. Don't be putting any children in there. I can't handle that shit anymore. I can't handle that bad happen to a kid anymore. And let me tell you, if you're burning the kid because you think it's fucking innocent, guess again, they're dirty. They're dirty. They make a mess. Don't be burning the kids, right? Um, and the Grove, the Grove thing is actually weird because there was actually like a a fairly legitimate photo of the Grove Club that circled around that did actually. I mean, anything could be doctored and changed, but I'm pretty sure it was like people in very senior positions who were attending at this, and there was like pictures of them in a robe looking at a big owl be burned. People think Drake's whole owl obsession is also part of him being a member of the Grove Club. But anyway, members include Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan, George Bush Sr., George Bush Jr., and Bill Clinton. Um, and there's a picture of George Bush Jr., thinking of James Bond Jr., whenever I hear Jr., um, attending with his father. And it was a very important druidic practice to pass on teachings of the gods down to one son. I mean, I do that, you know? I'm teaching my young fellow about Spider-Man. That's like me being a druid warrior. You know, he's six to Ant and son. What? What? Um, pictured here is the Irish Ronald Reagan and the Irish Richard Nixon. Neither of them became president until after attending the Druidic Grove. That's pretty crazy shit. And there's a load of attendees, a lot of which I don't know. This was made in 2013, so this is not outdated, but, um, you know, it's almost 10 years old. Um, mad. Pull the string, Paddy. Pull the string. All the paddies are pulling the strings. So I don't know what you think about that. You think that's a little shite that it was shiting on for ages? But, hey, I believe it. But I just think if we're going to do anything, if if we're really going to be pulling the strings here, if we're really, can we just change two things, right? Let Ireland fucking into the Eurovision once, right? I know even if you're probably the most powerful person in the world, you still can't really stop RTE fucking it up. So I can appreciate that, right? But also, get rid of this whole fucking opticians thing. I just want to get my fucking glasses. They're my eyes. And you're taking, you're taking away 
my ability to see. I'm sorry, we still can't. Whatever, let's leave. You know, it's almost like the red panda just shows up. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm over it. I'm over it now. I can exit those feelings as quick as I can enter them. But listen, what do you think of that shite that I was just shouting on about there? Did you like it? Would you like to hear more about that? I could uh, ask Ben to do, <laughs> to do some research and we can find out more. There's also going to be a video game, Lizards in Video Game uh, uh, Conspiracy Theory Pod coming up soon uh, over on the Patreon. But look, I hope you appreciated this and the more multimedia uh, nature of it all. Uh, thank you very much for watching, for listening. And I'll be back on Friday for the Patreon pod, where I will be covering The Empire Strikes Back, um, Star Wars. And uh, then next week, I'll be doing a nice little Q&A. Um, and then next Monday, I have Kevin McGarren on the pod, who was just chatting shite for the sake of just chatting shite. And it was a lot of fun. But listen, thank you very much for listening. I love you. I think you're bloody brilliant. And if you like these videos, can you do me a favor? Can you like? Can you hit subscribe? And can you leave a comment? Please, they do make a huge difference. And even if you're not watching this on YouTube, can you do it on Spotify and Apple Pods? I would love to get that little review bump from you, the legend, listening to this pod. I love you lots, like Jelly Tots. All the best. Bye-bye.